When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Here's what's cooking on an all new Sports Stove podcast. We preview the AFC and NFC West divisions. We rank our top 10 fantasy tight ends. And we talk about the brand new SEC powerhouse. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast presented by In The Clutch. In The Clutch provides officially licensed apparel. NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, and so much more. Make sure you go to intheclutch.com, find yourself the perfect t-shirt, and use the code SPORTSSTOVE at checkout. You get 10% off your first purchase. Speaking of clutch, hey, Dad, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Boy, we're right here at football season now. We've got NFL cut downs and practice squads this week. That's exciting to see what happens there. And, of course, college football, a little bit of a start, and Full slate this weekend, so we're right into football. Of course, baseball's um, finishing up strong here, and a lot going on in the sports world. Two things happened this weekend that I hope I don't have to say happens anymore this year. I watched Nebraska and the Detroit Lions all in one weekend. <laughs> um, so hopefully all that shifts next next week. As college football officially kicks off week one, or done with week zero, um, breaking news here in Richmond, Dad, uh, head coach Walt Wells of Eastern Kentucky University suffered a heart uh, episode, is what they called it, uh, assuming it's a heart attack uh, this morning, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock this morning, and uh, is in stable condition. But uh, now there's a little bit of question about, well, definitely this weekend, he's not going to coach this weekend and kind of what's ahead for the EKU football team. So that uh, that news just broke this morning. And uh, prayers out to Coach Wells, and uh, hope that everything goes well for him as he recovers. Our our Wednesday episode, Dad, of the Sports Dove Local Hour, was supposed to be Walt Wells on the program this week. Uh, we will not have him because of the situation, and so we'll be interested to see how EKU, they got a huge road game up at Eastern Michigan uh, this weekend. So I have not heard who the – Head coach is going to be in his in his in the interim and all that kind of stuff, but uh, that's quite the blow coming into the season uh, for Eastern Kentucky University with Walt Wells having heart issues, and again prayers to him. 
Uh, we'll talk more college football after the pro football stuff. We've been going through the NFL preview, uh, uh, through the divisions, previewing each division. And uh, today we've made it to the West divisions, AFC and NFC West divisions. I think this AFC West division is the most intriguing division in all of the NFL right now. When you're talking about the teams that are in here, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs, look at the quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Herbert. Uh, you look at some of the other talent that's that's here as well. This is going to be a really intriguing division that we may not fully comprehend what they are until maybe four, five, six weeks into the season to see if anybody kind of takes hold of this division. Dad, let's start with Denver and the Broncos. Of course, they bring in Russell Wilson as their quarterback. I'm not sure if he can quite be as good as Drew Locke was last year. Of course, I'm kidding. Um, Javante Williams at running back, Melvin Gordon at running back, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, all receivers. They lost. Uh, who did they lose? Was Cameron Sutton the one? Cortland Sutton the one they lost? I'm um, sorry. What was that? The wide receiver Denver lost. I, I, now I've started talking, and I think um, no, it is not Cortland Sutton. They lost a receiver. Who did they lose? Do you remember what receiver got injured? I don't. All right. Well, there you go. We're usually better at this than this, but, <laughs> but there you go. So, anyways, they've got really good receivers. Um, they don't have a great tight end this year. Uh, defensively, Bradley Chubb, Randy Gregory, Justin Simmons, all important pieces of that uh, that defense. And then look at rookies. Not a single rookie is, is scheduled to start for Denver, but they got a couple guys to watch out for. Tight end Greg Dolchich is, uh, I think, one that will get playing time this season. Cornerback, uh, Damari Mathis, fourth-round pick. And defensive end Matt Hennigan, uh, Hen- Hen- Henningson uh, was a sixth-round pick. And I believe he is going to see some snaps as well. The big question I have for the Broncos, Dad, is the defense. Can they hold up in a division that is so offensive heavy? Their win total is at nine and a half. How do you feel about the Denver Broncos? Um, well, I I think they'll do well. Again, you know, I'm, I'm cheering a little bit for their head coach since he came from Green Bay. I think he will do well. It may take him a year or two to get his culture in place. And again, Russell Wilson you know, can be a great quarterback. And that'll be the difference. If they just, you know, if he plays anywhere like he has up to his potential, um, you know, this year they have enough talent offensively to definitely be good. Like you said, the defense will be an issue. They are in a tough division. I think as we go through this division, all the teams, you have to look at it. Their win total just because, you know, I, I nobody nobody should sweep this division, I don't think. And um, so it'd be tough getting division wins, and then we'll have to see uh, from there. Nine and a half, I think they can maybe get ten wins, so I go over nine and a half. And, um, you know, Denver, like I said, I, you know, they're, they're kind of starting new there with the new coach, a lot of excitement, and um, they, they could be very good. Tim Patrick is the receiver that's on injured reserves. Um, So I I knew it, and I was sitting there killing myself, kicking myself over it. Uh, But three wide receivers, Dad, that are are really good. uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler are all very solid receivers. Um, I wouldn't put them right there with the Bengals threesome, but they're they're very, very good. Uh, Then again, you look at running backs, solid. Javante Williams is really good. Melvin Gordon still has some in there. Mike Boone is an interesting one as a backup as well. Tied in, uh, again, I don't like what they have. I think Greg Dolchich will ultimately be the guy 
Albert Okwugbunin, uh, and I know I, Denver fans are going, that's not how you say it. Get over it. Um, are there. I don't love their offensive line. They got Billy Turner slotted in at right tackle, who's who's above average. Quinn Mirnitz, uh third-round pick last year is decent. Uh, don't love Kushberry at, at center. Reisner at left guard is okay, and Bowles at left tackle. I'm not a huge fan of, although he is he is good. So they should have an above-average offense. Defensively, they got guys that are good. I mean, I mentioned some of them already. As a matter of fact, Bradley Chubb's one of the better. Pat Sertain uh, back there at corner should be good as well. But I don't know if they have enough pieces or not back there in the defense against a dynamic uh, um, offense here in their division. So I look at nine and a half. Can they get the 10 wins? Yes. Will they get the 10 wins? I'm going to say no, but I think all four of these teams are in that eight, nine, 10 win area. Uh, surely one of them will fall shorter of that, but maybe not. This is going to be the division to, to deal with. So I'm going to go under nine and a half on Denver, but I'm not confident uh, on that either. Fantasy wise, I know you like Javante Williams. I like the receivers. I like Jerry Judy. I think um, he he could add a lot this year. And I like Sutland and Hamler, but I've got to get them at the right uh, the right spot. Russell Wilson, he should have a great year. I'm not drafting Russell Wilson. I there's too many unknowns in Denver for me, Dad. I know you're different. You like like a lot of these Denver guys. Yeah, it's, I, you know, again, I think Russell Wilson is pretty safe. We'll see how it goes here again. A coach that really knows how to coach quarterbacks and make an offense that fits a quarterback. So I think they'll be good. Um, the people you mentioned are all the ones there in fantasy. And again, Melvin Gordon's kind of interesting. You know, you remember when there was a time when, boy, he was one of the main guys you wanted to get in fantasy football. And uh, he's definitely a guy to look at late in the draft. Or, you know, you get a guy injured and you need a need a running back just to see how he is doing. And again, you know, with um, Williams being young, maybe they'll 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 fit him in and use two. We'll see. Well, they'll use two, but I'm not sure if they'll use Gordon enough. The thing to watch for is if Williams gets hurt. Because if Williams goes down, you better be immediately jumping on the waiver wire and grabbing Melvin Gordon if he's available. Because that's when he gets his value. I don't think he's got value for drafting personally. Um, there, but nonetheless, something to watch for. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes is still there at quarterback. Clyde Edwards-Alaire at running back. They've got a couple new receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and of course, they returned McCall Hardman as well. Travis Kelsey at tight end. Defensively, guys like Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and Justin Reed, the safety who can kick if you need him to, uh, there as well. They will have some rookies uh, definitely contribute this year. Cornerbacks Trent McDuffie and Joshua Williams. Williams, a fourth-round pick, is going to see time as well. And defensive end George Karloftis um, should have a lot of snaps this year as a rookie. And we'll see if he can get off the snaps and get some sacks and things like that as well uh, there. The question mark I have for the Chiefs is replacing Tyreek um, Hill. Uh, he was so such an important piece of that offense, and he's gone now. Uh, you also lost Tyron Matthew. Of course, you bring Justin Reed in as his replacement. But they lost some interesting pieces this year, and they seem to be fine with it. I mean, they traded Tyreek Hill, so, whew, and they did not re-sign Tyron Matthew. So I, that's where my question mark comes with Kansas City. They lost some important, I think, locker room pieces to this team. They still have talent. Um, but kind of like Green Bay, they don't have that number one receiver. They've got good receivers, 
but they don't have great receivers anymore. Can Patrick Mahomes make the receivers great? That's a question. Ten and a half wins is what the Chiefs are set at right now. How do you feel about Kansas City? Um, again, I, I think Kansas City is, is you know, a stable team. Um, you know, the coach there with Andy Reid, and I think Mahomes. Mahomes is one of the top quarterbacks. And not only that, I think he's a leader. So, uh, yes, I, and he has Kelsey, you know, which is one of his main weapons. And I think he will be able to work with other receivers, um, make them better. I think, again, his leadership, I, I think the Chiefs will still be a strong team and be in the hunt for sure uh, in the West here. And uh, I'll, I looked at their schedule. It's a little tight, but I'll go over 10 and a half that maybe they can get 11. Yeah, and I forgot they also added Carlos Dunlop uh, as a defensive end, so Carloftis will not start. Originally, Carloftis was going to start, but they brought in Carlos Dunlop on defense to help with that. Um, I mean, I look at this. I, I question Patrick Mahomes' greatness here. I don't know that he is the Tom Brady or the Aaron Rodgers that makes everybody else so much better. I think he's incredibly good, incredibly talented, but I think he's somewhat dependent on guys running the right routes. And now he's got guys that can still run. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, we know he can dart down the field, um, which is what Tyreek Hill did. Markel Holdman, uh, Hardman is a guy that they've kind of been waiting to push through, and he hasn't done so yet. Uh, and then Juju, I'm I'm way out on Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't trust him at all. Um, and they got a rookie, Sky Moore, that they really like too. I, I'm just not sure in as tough a division as it is, the Chiefs are going to be able to pull it out. I have them going under 10 and a half. I think 10 is the number. So can they get to 11? Sure. But I have my doubts this year around Kansas City. Uh, let's talk fantasy-wise, though. Fantasy-wise, I'll tell you, Patrick Mahomes, still willing to take Patrick Mahomes in fantasy. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I like because his value has dropped, so you can get him at good value. Uh, and then when it comes to the wide receivers, if I'm taking a shot, it's on Marquez Valdez-Scantling. McCall Hardman has burned me already every year he's been in the league, so I'm not taking McCall Hardman, although this should be his breakout season. I'm probably not taking any of the wide receivers. Uh, Travis Kelsey, of course, still a must-get. We'll talk about tight ends here in a little bit as well. Uh, what's your fantasy value with Kansas City? Well, I, I like you said, I'm a lot bit different on Juju Smith-Schuster than you are. I think he could bounce back with a guy like Mahomes and have a year, you know, when he had some really good years. So um, I think he, you know, I think he's a main receiver. Um, a guy to keep an eye on, I don't think I'd draft him, but is Sky Moore just to see how he does uh, as as a rookie. Um, Hilaire, again, the guy you're right, you could get him at a good value. He's really underachieved fantasy wise from what it looked like he was going to be a couple of years ago. Um, but you know, he, he, he definitely would be a serviceable running back, no doubt. Kelsey's one of the main guys, um, to look at there. So, yeah, Clyde Edwards Alaire, he never met up the expectations. I mean, as a rookie, people were taking him first round, yeah, uh, some people were taking him number one overall, all that kind of stuff. And, the expectations were not met, but he's actually been a decent fantasy running back. He just has never been the top fantasy running back. Uh, you will not you will not regret, barring injury, Clyde Edwards-Alaire on your team. At least I don't think so uh, there. Uh, let's move on to Las Vegas. Uh, I'm going to take a little gamble here. Just kidding. Um, we got the Raiders. Derek Carr at quarterback. Devontae Adams comes over as wide receiver. They keep Darren Waller, who originally – 
was in the Devontae Adams trade, but the contract and the timeline didn't work out. So he ended up not being in the trade. Hunter Renfro is emerging. Josh Jacobs, uh, we'll talk about him fantasy value in just a minute, but a lot of people are hating on Josh Jacobs, and I think that's the wrong decision. Defensively, they have Max Crosby. They added Chandler Jones. Jonathan Abram at safety. Trevon Morig, uh, recent, a young, young defensive back as well. And then rookies to watch for, I think it's running back Zamir White, who'll be backing up Josh Jacobs. Is an interesting running back to keep an eye on. Uh, biggest question for Las Vegas, Dad, is the head coach, Josh McDaniels. Uh, second try uh, in the AFC West as a head coach. And there he sits with an interesting group of talent. Their win total set at eight and a half wins, which seems low to me. I'll tell you right now, I'm going over eight and a half on Vegas. Uh, Dad, how do you feel about the Raiders? Well, again, um, you know, we've talked about it before. I am not, I don't think they, they hired the right coach. I do think that will be the problem. I do like some of the players on there. I like Carr, like Devontae Adams, but um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the coach will, will, will make this work. So we'll see. And they are in a tough division. So uh, I'm going to go under eight and a half. I looked at the schedule there. I think they're going to have trouble winning a lot in the division and uh, some of their games out of the division. So I, you know, they may get eight wins, uh, but I'm going to go under eight and a half. And I, I, you know, I, I just don't know the Vegas. Um, I think they will be the down team in the division. Wow. Okay. So Josh McDaniels, head coach, He's got Patriot connections. Mike Lombardi, offensive coordinator. Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator. I like the coaching staff, and I like the talent. I think the talent on this team, you and I both are Derek Carr fans. Uh, we like him a lot. Of course, we're Devontae Adams fans as well. I think Adams goes backwards this year than what he did the last couple of years. But again, Derek Carr's not Aaron Rodgers. He's good. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Um, but they also got some other weapons, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller and their backs as well. Fantasy-wise, um, uh, again, Derek Carr. Derek Carr's not my favorite fantasy quarterback. I would take him if I needed a guy, but he's not going to run the ball. I, when it comes to fantasy, I want a guy who's going to get me some some ground yards as well. Devontae Adams, uh, I think I had him ranked number four as uh, a wide receiver for me. Uh, again, I think he's going to have a good year. I don't think he's going to meet up to what he did in Green Bay. Hunter Renfro, again, if you can get him later, there's some value there. And then Darren Waller. I'm a huge Darren Waller fan uh, at tight end as well. I've got him in a keeper league uh, as my – I have two tight ends in that league, and he's one of them. I think they're, they're he's really, really good. Offensive line has some shaky areas, but the defense should be pretty good this year. And uh, so that's kind of why I feel pretty comfortable with going over eight and a half. I think nine – again, eight, nine, ten wins is what we're looking at for all these guys, at least I am. And so I'm going to go over eight and a half and take them as kind of the shot to maybe uh, surprise in the AFC West. Uh, fantasy guys for you? Um, again, the main guys, like you said, Carr, Adams, Waller, and um, and Renfro. And then Jacobs, you know, again, he's not your first running back you'll take, but you never know. I mean, I've had him some years, and, and, and you know, he, he did really well. He has potential to be a very good running back. So, uh, you know, again, I don't know if this is a super deep running back draft. So he's a guy when you're looking at your second running back, depending on what else you've got, um, he's probably, um, again, I, I would probably, like we just talked, I would probably take him over Edwards Hilaire. Really? See, I yeah. don't know if I'd go that far, but I like Josh Jacobs, and I'm willing to take a shot on him. My, my hope is that in other leagues, 
guys are down on Josh Jacobs and I can get him at a really good value is kind of what I'm looking for with him. Uh, let's go to Los Angeles where the Chargers still reside, no longer in San Diego. Uh, I'll see how many times we get that wrong this year again. Justin Herbert at quarterback, young, talented quarterback. Austin Eckler at running back. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen at tight end. Defensively, Joey Bosa returns. Darwin James, Asante Samuel Jr. And they add Khalil Mack to this defense. Um, Rookie-wise, Isaiah Spiller running back out of the fourth round. Defensive tackle, Atito Ogbonia uh, in the fifth round. Both of them should be seeing some times here. Here's the question with the Chargers, Dad. Can they ever get over the hump? They always have a super talented team yet they always consistently underachieve. Uh, even with the changing of the coaches, the same thing continues to happen. Uh, can they get over the hump? Their win total set at 10. Uh, I like this team. I like this coach. I like what they did in the offseason. I'm going under 10 wins just because they've got to prove it to me first. Yeah, I think this is a year they will prove it. I think they're going to be a very good team, maybe one of the top teams um, you know, in the NFL, I do like their coach and I would think, you know, they've got talent. So I like to think he can get everything going in uh, the right direction. I'll go over 10 wins again. It may just be 11, but um, I, I think I'll go over 10 on them. And I, I'm high on the chargers. I think they're going to be a real team to watch when you play everybody that plays them. Um, yeah, I think the chargers have a lot of talent. I fool me once, shame on me. Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, I'm done with the Chargers until they prove me otherwise. Too consistently have I said, Chargers are going to get it this year, and they don't. Uh, let's look at fantasy value, though. I love their fantasy value. You don't have to win games to have fantasy value. <laughs> Justin Herbert, I like him. He's a top top three, top four fantasy quarterback for me. Um, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, and Keenan Allen. I think are all valuable at their, their right times in the draft. Um, Josh Palmer is a late in the draft guy, but I think he holds plenty of value. Mike Williams, Keenan, Keenan Allen's an early guy. Uh, Mike Williams is relatively middle, I guess, uh, of the pack there as well. Um, they got Gerald Everett. He comes over from Seattle, was in L.A. before as the tight end. I'm probably staying away from the tight end. It doesn't seem like uh, Herbert loves the tight ends as much as, as Phillip Rivers did. So uh, I'm probably sticking away from Gerald Everett, although if he's the only guy left, he's not a bad option, I suppose. Um, Austin Eckler, Dad, we had this conversation. You drafted him uh, Saturday night in a draft. You took him at what, number four? Yes. Yeah, I don't draft Austin Eckler. I think he's a great player. I think he's a very good fantasy player. I cannot even explain this, but he will not be on my team. Austin Eckler, for whatever reason, I just don't trust him, even though he's given me plenty of reason to trust him. So that's my thing. I still rank him up there. I think he's a top 12 running back. Um, I don't think he's a top four running back, but that's my personal opinion. Uh, nonetheless, that's just my opinion, and I can admit that for whatever reason, I'm biased on him, and I don't know why it is. Uh, Dad, give me your fantasy guys for the Chargers. Well, again, like you said, I drafted Eckler. I think he's definitely one of the top running backs, and I think I think he's going to be a good fantasy player. Um, Herbert's kind of interesting to me. I mean, he's ranked high and he should be really good. Um, but you know, he needs to have a really, really outstanding year this year. And he may very well do that. He's definitely worth uh, the risk. Like you said, all three of the receivers are good guys, uh, to look at there. And Williams is one that, you know, you look at as a second receiver, but he may be 
one of the best ones of the bunch too, along with Allen and like I said, Palmer later. I uh, got to keep an eye on, I probably wouldn't draft him, but to keep an eye on how the season goes is Spiller. Kind of interested in him. Yeah, I think that is an interesting one for sure. If you catch him, um, if he if he's able to bump into, you know, Austin Eckler's touches and things like that, has the potential to be really, really good. I'm pulling up some stats real quick here on Justin Herbert. One of the reasons he's ranked high is because he does more than just throw the football. In his rookie season, he ran for 234 yards and five touchdowns. Last year, it was 302 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, they're running the football. So he's going to give you something on the ground. And then when you look at his passing stats as well, uh, his rookie season, he went for 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 4,300 yards. Last year, uh, he goes 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and uh, over 5,000 yards. So he's going to give you the numbers to back up that high quarterback ranking there uh, for fantasy values as well. Uh, so this is an interesting group here and I don't know where I'm going to go completely with this. So let me get you to tell me first, how do you rank the AFC West? I'm going to go with the chargers, then the chiefs, then the Broncos and then the Raiders. I think I'm going to go Kansas city, Las Vegas, LA, Denver. I think they're all eight, nine, ten win teams. Um, one of them is going to break through and be an eleven or twelve win team. One of them is going to be an eight win team, but it is going to be so tough. Injuries obviously can change a lot of this. So what I think I go: Kansas City, Vegas, L.A., Denver uh, in my rankings there of the AFC West. Let's transition to the NFC now, and the Arizona Cardinals made plenty of news this year. Kyler Murray. Looked like he didn't want to be there. DeAndre Hopkins gets suspended. And so here we sit. A team, talking about underachieving, this team started off hot and then fell flat on their face. Keller Murray, quarterback, James Conner, running back, Rondell Moore, Marquise, Hollywood Brown at wide receiver, Zach Ertz at tight end. Defensively, guys like J.J. Watt, Isaiah Simmons, Xavier Collins, Buda Baker, and... They've got some interesting rookies on the roster as well. Cameron Thomas, the third rounder, the outside linebacker. Trey McBride, the tight end, uh, who could be a great backup for Zach Ertz. And then seventh-round cornerback Matthew Christian actually should get a little bit of run uh, this year as well. He's had a really good uh, camp and preseason as well. The question for the Cardinals is can they finish? Can they finish? I did a high school football game on Friday. The team was winning. Uh, 17 to three, I believe at halftime ended up losing 21 to 17. And, uh, when the, one of the assistant coach was coming out, he says, we can't finish. Well, the reality is neither can the Arizona Cardinals. Their eight and a half is their win total. I was surprised by that number thinking it was low. I'm going over eight and a half. How do you feel about Arizona? Uh, yes, at eight and a half, I think nine wins is about where they'll end up. So I would go over eight and a half. Um. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You know, I, 
I, I'm for Arizona being good, and I think they could be. Like you said, um, you know, with Hopkins being out, that does hurt them. Um, we'll see where it goes. I know you have. I'm surprised you haven't said anything already about the coaching because you've said a lot about it. Um, and he isn't a he is not a proven commodity yet in the NFL. So we'll see. But um, I, I I think that that Arizona you know, shouldn't have a, a disastrous season. And we'll just see how it goes. Murray's going to be the difference. Can he stay healthy? And he's a guy with the talent he has and the ability he has. Um, you know, he can he can win ball games, And they do have some other some other talent with them. Oh, they sure do. Uh, Marquise Brown coming over from Baltimore uh, is a good talent. Rondell Moore, the young guy, is a good talent. A.J. Green, take it or leave it um, on him anymore. Andy Isabella's still there as well. Um, again, tight end Zach Ertz is really good. Terry uh, Trey McBride, everybody had as the number one tight end in the draft. He's his backup, so you can see some two tight end sets that are, are really, really good. Um, they have Jared Garantano on their on their roster, Dad. Uh, rookie out of Tennessee, quarterback. So you know they're going to be great. Uh, but uh, uh, Kyler Murray there is is the difference maker. And I think he's due for a great season. Um, and uh, I wanted him in fantasy football on our draft Saturday. He got taken uh, ahead of me. Uh, so I couldn't get him fantasy wise with this team. I love Kyler Murray. I love Rondell Moore. I really like Marquise Brown and I'm a big Zach Ertz guy this year too, which we'll talk about that when we get to our tight end rankings and James Connor, I'm not as high on him as I, as a lot of people are. But I like him at the same time. So, again, if the value's right, I'll take James Conner also. I just think this is a fantasy team uh, right here. A great opportunity. A.J. Brown, if you draft A.J. Brown, you are out of your mind. Uh, he will have not have fantasy value. But Rondell Moore and Marquise Brown will. What are your thoughts fantasy-wise with Arizona? Um, well, I agree with you about Rondell Moore. I think he's a guy to definitely look at, has a lot of potential and should do well. Connor has surprised me about how highly ranked he is, even though I think he's a definite starting running back and, you know, can be a help there. Like I said, Murray can throw up unbelievable numbers, um, you know, when he gets running and everything there. And I really like Zach Ertz. Uh, at tight end, I was able to get him last year, and, and that, that was a great move. And uh, so they've got some players. Hopkins is interesting. Want to know how to handle that with the six game suspension? You know, almost half of the fantasy season, uh, he's out. But when he comes back, um, that should change your team. So, man, I tell you, I'm out. I'm out on Hopkins. Um, I've had him for several years on our keeper league team. And I think he's done. I don't think his mind is where it needs to be. And I don't think DeAndre Hopkins will ever be the DeAndre Hopkins we remember him being. And so I'm out on DeAndre Hopkins. Now, he got drafted in our draft Saturday. He got I mean, it was way down there. And I thought, you know what? That's not a bad value for him. Uh, if you're just going to have guys sitting on the bench anyhow, because uh, you can't put them on IR. So it's, uh, it's a, you know, he's just taking up a roster spot. You're talking about late last two, three, four rounds of the draft, and DeAndre Hopkins sitting there, it might be worth the swing on, but I'm not doing it. I'm out on DeAndre Hopkins uh, this year. Uh, let's go to San Francisco. Brand-new quarterback, Trey Lance. Running back, Elijah Mitchell. Receiver, Debo Samuel. And I'll throw Brandon Ayuk's name in there, too. He's an intriguing one. George Kittle at tight end. Defensively, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner kind of lead the way. And then uh, when it comes to rookies, defensive end Drake Jackson out of USC, 
Cornerback Samuel Womack, fifth round pick, is going to see some some time as well. Question mark with San Francisco has to be Trey Lance, and I think it has to be defense. Defense has not been the same since Robert Salah left, uh, and I think there's some question marks there. But Trey Lance is the big question mark for San Francisco. I think Trey Lance has a decent year. We'll talk about that in a second. Win total nine and a half. Where do you sit with that on San Francisco? Um, let's see, nine and a half. I, I'll go under that because I think maybe they'll get nine wins or so uh, there. San Francisco, again, you know, they've, they've got a great system. They've got a really, really good coach. Um, I think Trey Lance is going to be a good quarterback, and I think he'll be much improved this year. I don't know that he's the guy to take them, you know, as far as even as far as they went last year. Uh, their defense, you know, is very strong there. Um, be interested to see what they do with Debo Samuel this year. You know, last year that was kind of a gimmick, and but, boy, it really worked and kind of a surprise this year. Obviously, people are going to look at that a little differently. And um, San Francisco should be a, a solid team. Again, they've got a couple good teams in their division, and they have a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, I go under also. I think nine's probably the number. Could be eight as well. Um, there's question marks, right? Debo Samuels is, I think, great. Brandon Ayuk, I'm not sure what happened. He had a great rookie season, and then all of a sudden last year kind of fell off the face of the earth. Jawan Jennings had a pretty good season last year. He's a seventh-round pick out of, in 2020. Um, he had a really good year last year as well. Ray Ray McLeod has some time as well. So they've got guys that can play. Uh, offensive line, Trent Williams is obviously an important piece there. They have a rookie right guard starting a fourth round pick as well. McGlinchey there at right tackle. But you look at guys like George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, and what those kinds of talents can do for a young quarterback at Trey Lance, I think you see a lot of positive this year. So as we transition to fantasy-wise, um, Trey Lance, I, I got him. Now, granted, he was my second quarterback. I think Trey Lance might go off in fantasy this year. He's going to run the ball a lot. He's going to have a lot of little stuff over the middle, hitting Debo short, little pitches to Debo. Uh, same thing hitting George Kittle. Uh, he's going to get yards that way. I think he's going to get touchdowns as well. So I think Trey Lance is a great option as a later-round quarterback for you. George Kittle, I'm incredibly high on. We'll talk about him when we get to our tight end rankings. Uh, but he's a guy I'd go get. Debo Samuels is a guy I'd get. Um, and then as you get to the end of your draft, I think Brandon Ayuk might be worth a swing this year. And I think Jawan Jennings might be as well. I wouldn't have them both on my team. But I think both of those guys are guys that at the end of your draft might be worth taking a chance on as well. What about fantasy for uh, San Francisco for you? Well, I think you got to look at Elijah Mitchell, too, at running back. Um, you know, I don't think he's a dominant running back in, um, you know, there, but as far as second or third running back, you know, I, again, they, they have a, a good run scheme and a good run system. So we'll see about that. I think Kittle's the guy that could really bounce back. If he can stay healthy, he can bounce back to where he was a few years ago, maybe as the elite tight end, just because, like you say, a young quarterback really depends on the tight end. And Kittle could really, really be dynamic. I mean, he can get open and really go after after the catch. So, of course, Debo Samuel proved he's an elite guy there. And, um, yeah, I mean, I listened to you and almost made a mistake and drafted Iook last year, so I'll just be careful on that. So, 
Yeah, I was all in on Ayuk last year <laughs> and was dead wrong on him. I had him on every single one of my fantasy teams. Boy, you talk about being wrong. I was definitely wrong on him. But I'm telling you, again, young quarterback, his his skill set makes sense for a young quarterback. But maybe he's lost some favor. He's slotted in as a receiver, a starting receiver right now in San Francisco. So maybe this is the year that Brandon Ayuk goes off. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. I bet you never thought day one starter would be Geno Smith uh, ever again. Uh, he never really made it in New York as a legit starting Super Bowl kind of caliber quarterback. He's stuck around the league, and now he's starting week one in Seattle, beat out Drew Locke. Uh, they also have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They bring in tight end Noah Fant and, of course, running back Rashard Penny. Defensively, Quandre Diggs, Artie Burns, Shelby Harris are all guys that uh, should be big contributors. Rookies to watch out for, Kenny Walker, rookie running back, uh, linebacker Boye Mafe, and cornerback out of the fourth round, Kobe Bryant. Uh, you've got a name, Kobe Bryant. You better be good. Sure. Question mark in Seattle is do they want to win? Um, you know, Are they here to, to lose games this year or here to win games this year? With Geno Smith as your quarterback, you're telling me you want to lose games. Are they in the tank? Are they tanking? That's the question I have for Seattle. Their win total is set at five and a half. Sign me up for the under. Seattle ain't winning no six games this year. Yeah, five and a half. I'll still go under that. Um, again, look at their schedule. Seattle's going to have trouble, and Geno Smith is the quarterback. Um, you know that 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 does not look good. He, they do have you know a couple really good receivers with Metcalf um, and Lockett there. But, um, yeah, I think Seattle's in for a tough year. Uh, I don't know how the coach is going to handle that. I've heard some talk about that, you know, because there's such a rabid fan base and everything. And if things really go south, maybe the fans will say, hey, we're going to be able to draft a great quarterback and we'll be okay. But uh, Pete Carroll could have a tough year. That's the thing. A rabid fan base understands the importance of a good tanking season. Uh, you hate to throw away a year of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but if you end up with CJ Stroud or Bryce Young at the end of the day, you're going to be okay with that. And so um, a, a, a real football fan base, as much as you want to win, there's only a few times in, in your history you hope that you're in position to draft one of the top quarterbacks. This is the year for them. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I am scared senseless of Seattle. I, I had the chance to take DK Metcalf on Saturday and chose the pass because I thought Geno Smith, that scares me. Tyler Lockett, the same way. If they fell to the right spot, maybe. I got to be honest with you, I don't think I'm drafting any Seattle Seahawks this year in fantasy football. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, Metcalf and Lockett's worth taking a chance on. Like you said, you you draft them a couple spots lower than you probably would have if Russell Wilson was still there. Um, but I, they're still legitimate wide receivers. And the guy that's kind of interesting to me, you mentioned is Walker, the running back. Um, I've never been sold on any of their running backs. And again, I'm not sure what they have on offensive line this year. But uh, to me, late in the draft, Walker's a guy kind of, you know, got him on my list, depending on who's left there at the end, just because you never know about rookies uh, and what could happen. Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, Maybe in a dynasty league or keeper league, Kenny Walker's worth the risk, but I, I'm this team scares me. I'm not touching them fantasy-wise. 
Uh, that brings us to the Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl champion. Los Angeles Rams, Matt Stafford. Cam Akers is back. Cooper Cup, wide receiver. Uh, defensively, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey. They bring in Bobby Wagner. Aaron Donald swinging helmets. And good night at combined practice. Gracious. Uh, cornerbacks, uh, rookies to watch for both cornerbacks, fourth rounder Kobe Durant and sixth rounder Darian Kendrick should be seeing times as well. When you talk about the Rams, the only question you have is health. Can the old guys stay healthy? Is Stafford fully healthy? There's a lot of question marks around him this year. Um, again, will they bring back Odell eventually? Uh, can Cooper Cup do it without Odell over there for a whole season? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of question marks around this Rams team. Their win total set at 10 and a half, trying to defend their Super Bowl championship this year. How do you sit with the Rams? Um, well, you know, again, I mean, they've got a lot, a lot of their talent back, and uh, they've got some really dynamic players, obviously. I think they have a good coach. I think the whole key is going to be, can the coach get everybody focused? Um, you know, sometimes when a team wins a championship and all of a sudden they think they're invincible, and it seems like some of the guys on this team could fall into that. So I think of the coach, if the coach can get them focused, get them playing together, playing hard, then I, I, I think they can be, you know, again, a very good team. I don't know what they'll go back um, to the Super Bowl again, Stafford staying healthy is very important um, with a lot of the guys there. But I, I think the Rams are definitely going to be a good team. When you look at the schedule and see they're on the schedule, you've got to be ready to play with them. And until people start knocking them off, they're going to be one of the better teams in the NFC. Yeah, I'm going to go over with them too. I think 10 or 11 wins makes the most sense for L.A., um, and that 10 and a half, I, I'm going to go ahead and lean on the over here with the Rams. I'm legitimately worried about Matt Stafford's health. I'm not sure what he's got left. Um, he's banged up and different things. They bring in Allen Robinson, the wide receiver from Chicago. I'm down on that, but that's mainly because I had not seen a lot I liked out of Allen Robinson. And granted, it was for the Bears. So maybe he has a breakout year. Van Jefferson's a fun little addition, or not addition, he's been there, but uh, a guy on this team as well. Fantasy-wise, uh, I really like Cam Akers. Um, again, I had to choose between him and some other guys on Saturday's draft, and I went a different direction. But I think Cam Akers could have a really, really good year this year. Uh, I don't love Tyler Higby at tight end, so I'll stay away from him. I don't like Stafford as a fantasy quarterback. I'm going to stay away from him too. Cooper Cup, obviously, uh, would be a guy I would be willing to draft. With the other guys, it would have to just be the right value whether it's Allen Robinson or Van Jefferson, but I'm probably staying away from them. So for me, it's Cup and Acres are the two guys I really like on this team. How about you? Um, well, again, I mean, I, I think Stafford should be one of the top quarterbacks, but like you said, his health would be the issue there. Cooper Cup's had a great year. You can't pass on him very long. I'm a little higher on Robinson than you are. I think he could do real well in this system and I'll just try to forget where he played before, but, um, I, I, I think Robinson's a guy I would definitely look at. And I'm higher on Higby than you are, not as a starting tight end, but when you get to your second tight end or if you're going to get a third tight end, um, I, he's one the Rams do use. So I like him later on in the draft. And Akers, like you said, is one of, the t one, one of your top running backs you can look at. I think you are one of the very, very few people in this world who go three tight ends on a fantasy team. Uh, most people will go to some people are adamant. You only go with one 
of course, you got a bye week that you got to deal with with that. But uh, as far as drafting goes, you only go with one. Um, I like good tight ends. And so for me, I got to have one of the top, what, five or six guys. And that makes me happy. I think this tight end fantasy wise, I think you go uh, seven deep, a really good tight ends for fantasy this year. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Um, but Allen Robinson, I, I will fully admit there's potential for Allen Robinson to have a very good season, but I am absolutely scared to death of this. We got a question that coming in on YouTube right now. Do you see Cup taking a step back just because of how unbelievable his stats were last year? Or do you think there's still room for him to improve? I'll start with it, Dad. I think he takes a step back uh, in part because of Matt Stafford and uh, and his health. But he also, I think, you have the issue as well where last year it was so incredible. I think that he just can't match up to that. But that doesn't mean that he won't be a top-tier wide receiver. But the stats from last year were just nuts. Uh, Dad, what's your take on that? Um, if he does take a step backward, I think it'll be a very small step. I mean, I think he's very, very good. Stafford will be the only thing about that. I think most, you know, a lot of what you read is that he should be your top running back or top wide receiver taken. I don't know if that is totally true, but I, I wouldn't pass on him very long. And uh, just based on his ability and everything last year and the fact that they have some other wide receivers, I mean, people are going to key on him a little more. But um, I, I think he'll be a very dominant wide receiver again this year. Yeah, I've got him ranked number five. Dad, you thought I was crazy for that. I've got him ranked number five as a wide receiver. But I think the top receivers, I, I think he's right there in that top tier. I think that's an incredibly solid receiving group this year in fantasy football. Uh, let's go to our tight end rankings, Dad. Um, I, I have a feeling we are going to differ on these rankings. I'm going to give you my picks first. I usually let you go first. So I'm going to give you my picks first. Number one tight end for me is Mark Andrews from Baltimore. Number two, Kyle Pitts. Number three, George Kittle. Number four, Travis Kelsey. Number five, Darren Waller. Number six, Dalton Schultz. Number seven, Zach Ertz. I think that's your top tier of tight ends. And then my final three of of eight, nine, and ten is Dallas Goddard in Philadelphia, TJ Hawkinson in Detroit, and I'm going to go Hunter Henry in New England. I think he has a bounce back year as well. Uh, who are your top 10 tight ends, Dad? Um, yes, they are a little bit different. But, again, I'm not surprised on this one because of where you put Cooper Cup. Um, <laughs> again, the first guy I've got is Travis Kelsey. I can't believe you think he's number four. But I have Kelsey and then Andrews, then Pitts, then Kittle, then Waller, then Schultz from Dallas. Then I have Hawkinson, Ertz. And then I have Robert Tanyan up there because I think once he gets healthy and he's going to be healthy, he'll be a major tight end like he was a couple of years ago. And then um, Gobert, Gobert, or Gobert from um, Philadelphia, uh, number 10. Yeah, Robert Tanyan, Dad, I would love for him to have a top 10 fantasy season. I don't think it's going to happen uh, personally, but uh, you're allowed to, you're allowed to be wrong every now and then as well. We have the same top uh, six tight ends um, and almost the same order with the exception of Travis Kelsey. So um, I think Kelsey, Kittle, Pitts, and Andrews, and Waller, I think those are your top guys. And I don't think you can go wrong with any of them. Um, I think Andrews, again, you look at what Mar- Hollywood Brown leaves Baltimore. Who is Lamar Jackson throwing to? He's throwing to Mark Andrews. And there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Mark Andrews. Kyle Pitts, he's got Drake London now on the outside in Atlanta. 
I think Kyle Pitts finally has a big year. George Kittle, a quarterback that's never started uh, regularly in the NFL before. He's going to be a safety blanket, and he's got other talent around him. Kelsey, again, I just think Kansas City takes a small, slight step backwards, and I'm just not sure that Kelsey – I think Kelsey's going to get more attention this year than what he's gotten in years past because Tyreek Hill isn't there anymore. So I think that's what I have him knocked down to number four. Uh, Waller, Schultz, and Ertz, uh, I'm big fans of Goddard. Goddard in Philadelphia should have a really big year if he stays healthy uh, because you're sitting there looking at uh, at guys, you know, again, Jalen Hurts. This is make or break year for Jalen Hurts. He's got great wide receivers on the outside with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard is a big guy to watch out for in Philadelphia as well. And uh, and then a, a quick thought here, sleeper tight end alert, Isaiah Likely. Oh, interesting name. Uh, definitely not a top 10 guy, but sleeper, talking about later in the round, later in the draft and things like that. So uh, there's potential there. There's some young tight ends that are going to be fun this year too. I think tight ends is relatively deep as well. All right, Dad. Uh, we would be amiss if we did not talk about the brand new SEC powerhouse. Every year we rank our college football uh, conferences. We go through each of the Power Five conferences and rank the teams. We put those teams in tiers, national championship tier, the conference championship tier, the not this year tier, and then we always have for our last tier, we call it the Vanderbilt tier, which means a team with zero hope whatsoever of being good. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanderbilt Commodores anchor down, absolutely dominate Hawaii in week zero. I mean, absolute humiliation. Is Vanderbilt on the rise? I say no. Dad, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But boy, 63 points on the road at Hawaii. Um, They must have something there. Now, can they win an SEC game? That could be a question this year. Um, from there, I don't know, but uh, they might be able to. They might be able to sweep their out of conference uh, opponents, and that would help there too. Um, but yeah, I was shocked when I saw they scored sixty three points. So, I and I, I didn't look at all the details of the game, so I don't know. You know, do, do they have a really good defense? Is there something there with that, or whatever the case might be? But um, very interesting start for the Commodores. They had three sacks. They had two defensive touchdowns uh, as well. But this quarterback of theirs, uh, I'm going to make sure I get his name right, Mike Wright. He's a junior, 6'4", 195 out of Fayetteville, Georgia. He's been with the Commodores his whole career. Uh, this kid goes off, uh, passing the ball 13-21, to 146 yards and two touchdowns. He ran the ball 13 times. 163 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he was dominant uh, in this game, uh, and the defense was good. There's no doubt. 63 points, though. I mean, when is the last time Vanderbilt put up 63 points? My goodness. I, I, I don't have the stats in front of me. I don't know. I would doubt it's been any time recently that Vanderbilt's put up 63. I don't think they ever put up 63 with Jay Cutler as a quarterback. Uh, do you remember a time when we grew up in Middle Tennessee? I grew up in Middle Tennessee. You were in Middle Tennessee a long time. Do you ever remember a time Vanderbilt putting up 63 points? Uh, no, I don't. You know, I've they've probably had a couple games when they've scored a lot against some low opponents. But, um, no, I don't remember that. And the fact that they went on the road and did it, um, no, I <clears throat> they're very shocking. So we'll see what, what comes the next few weeks for the Commodores. Hawaii's quarterback threw for 161 yards. 
They had a receiver that caught 101 of those yards. Um, <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, they fumbled the ball four times. They lost two of them. Uh, this this Hawaii team has to be horrendous. Um, good night. Congratulations, Vanderbilt. 1-0, first place in the SEC, at least for another couple days. Congratulations to Vanderbilt for all the times that we make fun of and ridicule and absolutely spit in the face of Vanderbilt. Congratulations to them for this winning the weekend in the SEC against Hawaii. Not only winning, dominating against Hawaii. A surprise, at least for me uh, and for Dad as well. Anything else we need to talk about, Dad? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I would give a shout-out to uh, the city of Nashville and the Predators as they were named as hosts for the draft this coming year. Again, Nashville um, is a great city and, and is a city that sports teams really like, and the NHL is one of those for sure. And they're going to have the draft and the awards um, this year is coming next June. So congratulations to Nashville on that. Awesome. Uh, we are transitioning the sports stove from a Sunday night slash Monday morning drop. Uh, we'll be transitioning to a Wednesday night, Thursday morning drop um, as we get into football season, talking about the college football week and the NFL football week as well. Um, Schedule-wise, that's just the best way that it's going to work for us to do these things uh, here moving forward. So be aware of that schedule change. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove uh, to catch more opinions and things like that as well. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to us on a podcast platform, please rate, review, subscribe, share, all that kind of stuff, and tell everybody about us. If you're listening to us on YouTube, uh, go ahead and, and click that like and subscribe button. And if you're watching us on Belly Up TV, thank you for watching, and uh, make sure you tell the world about us there as well. One more time, want to just send our prayers out to Walt Wills. Uh, and his wife, and uh, hope that he is recovering and does recover well as well. I'll have more information on that on the uh, Wednesday morning edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour uh, there as well. We kick off, EKU kicks off Friday at Eastern Michigan. So we'll be previewing that game and the college football season ahead for EKU as well. All right. Happy fantasy football season. Happy real football season. Me and dad got a draft Monday night. I've got another draft next Friday and another draft next Sunday. I got all kinds of drafts going on these days uh, heading into the season. Looking forward to it. And college football is upon us as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. <laughs>